Craft Beer Radio 162 on June 4th, 2010. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio. We're the top killed your top hat. I'm Greg Weiss. I'm Jeff Bear. This week, Jeff is challenging me. We to got some beers sent to us from a uh, a brewery. A brewery. A brewery sent us some beers, and I have uh, taped off the labels just so Greg can have a um, blind tasting of these. I would like to as well, but I'm tainted. Okay, so we're going to start off with this wit beer that they sent us. They. So it's a they. <laughs> Wouldn't most breweries be there? Oh, I see. Oh, I get it. You're funny. Okay. A wit beer, eh? Is it uh, hef or is it mit hef or? It's no. Let's do it without hef. All right. Well, it pours a golden color, as I would expect out of wit beer. Pretty cloudy, actually. So I definitely smell like some orange peel. And there's the coriander. Yeah, I'm getting... The first thing I smelled was um, the wheat. Well, some coriander, but there was an edge of wheat that was poking through. So that was the main thing that caught my attention. And then the coriander, and then certainly an orange peel. A lot of coriander. Beer pours cloudy, golden, straw-colored. Thin the head. Kind of a lemony flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they call this their clementine... Uh, I think it's just called a brewery named Clementine, and it's a wheat beer, so I'm not sure exactly. Do they actually use Clementines? I think they do, yes. Okay, that would, yeah, because maybe, yeah, it's got sort of a lighter orange flavor, which is sort of what a Clementine is, right? It also also gives it some, I don't know, I'm thinking I'm tasting some acidity, too. I'm not sure if there's juice or peel. Uh, The write-up I have doesn't describe it exactly, so. It has to be the peel. I've never seen anyone put the juice or the pith in it, you know. Peel has all the essential oils. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the peel's coming through more and more. It definitely comes through. I mean, when you, when you said clementine, you know, and I, now I imagine you know smaller oranges, and mm-hmm. I had that picture in my head as I'm drinking. It goes along with the flavors really well. It's a lot of hops to this too, don't you think? A fair amount for a whip beer. I mean, it's not IPA level. But. Yeah, no. I mean, it, I wouldn't have really. Well, now I'm noticing them. I, I mean, I was focusing more on the fruit. Mm-hmm. Now that you bring bring the hops, start noticing. But I still, I mean, the fruit still dominates. I, I, I think that the hops are, are only reflective to the point where I, you know, I'm only thinking about them because you said so. I wasn't really thinking about them beforehand. Are you getting any sulfur or anything like that? I think I'm smelling a little bit sulfur. I'm not sure if it's the fruit and the coriander playing together weird. Might be a little pithiness in there. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Yeah, I like the body on it for the wit beer. Uh, I think that, uh, and, and I like now that when I know it's a Clementine, and I like knowing that, knowing what to go for it. It's, is it my favorite wit beer ever? No. But it's, you know, it just does a decent job. It's a little coriander. It's a little heavy on the coriander, I think. Mm-hmm. I kind of, coriander is a powerful spice. I like it to be a little bit muted. And you don't like, you don't like double wits and things like right. that at all. So I think that's what they're going for here. They're going for a big, big potent wit beer. Not not delicate, subtle wit beer. Yeah. So I could definitely see where you could think the coriander would be overpowering. Okay, let's move on to their Imperial Brown Ale. Imperial Brown Ale. From they. They. 
I going to say, your labels, their labels suck. They're just white paper. <laughs> How'd they get a label approval for that? Greg is talking about the um, paper that I taped over the labels. Yeah. In case he was being too uh, wry. These are all uh, in 22-ounce brown bottles. Mm-hmm. Normally I'd be peppering in brewery information and whatnot. Yeah. You don't want to ruin Greg's. Well, so. you can tell alcohol by volume information or something like that if you have it. You don't. Malt. I mean... I the, 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 caps, that, the caps don't even have a label on them, yeah, so... I know. The things I want to say would... Are things I don't want you to know right now, so... Okay. So this is Imperial Brown Ale. Hmm. Awesome. This, this is part of the question... I, one of the questions I'm going to be asking during Saver, I think, when I get to interview people is... I think that there's been a lot of trends in brewing. I think there's been a... There was a real big imperial trend, and there was a big, you know, IPA trend, and then there was a big uh, collaboration trend and Belgian trend. What's the next trend? Where do you see beer going now? What's the next new thing? Right. There was actually a story I saw today that I bookmarked in case we got to talking about news and things like that, and it was talking about the, the seven trends for 2010. And let me pull that up while we're smelling this beer, and we can talk about them real fast and see if they're accurate, early, late. Big, big aroma on this beer. Lots of caramel and toffee. Believe it or not, I'm still smelling like the root beer. <laughs> I think I think you're smelling this beer. It has a lot of caramel, like cola type aromas to it. But I'm also I'm smelling something that that's vaguely reminiscent of like sassafras or or wintergreen along those lines. The color is this tea-like, dark tea-like color, or colish, I suppose. About a finger's worth of a fluffy head. All right, so here are the um, seven trends of craft beer for 2010. Okay, first one they list is nano. In microbreweries, and I think they're focusing on the nano here. Uh, I'm talking about ridiculously small breweries, and this is a term that I just pretty much heard over this past year as well. Uh, there's one opening up in Philly. I don't know the size of their system, but I mean, basically a home brewer with a license to sell. I haven't honestly looked into the bi- business plan for these too much yet because the problem with a brewery is. You have never been able to do it part-time like I just described because the licensing costs so much. You have to go in full-time to recoup the licensing and and make a profit to live off of. Um, So I really need to look into these nanobreweries more and and exactly what they are and what their business plans are. Kind of embracing hoppiness here. Um, Big hoppiness, much more than I expected. High alpha... It's interesting because it's a mix of grapefruit and, and the caramel, right? And it kind of, it's like the hops are dragging the caramel like across your tongue and throwing it out the door, right? Yeah. And, and the caramel's like fighting and scrapping your tongue like, I don't want to go. And the hops is like, get out of here. Pretty much. The hops are dominating this beer and I don't think that's what a brown ale should try for, in my opinion. Well, okay. So don't judge on style. Just judge on beer yeah. itself, right? Because I... I like this, you know. I like to say, you know, okay, so this is just a ridiculously hoppy brown ale. Is it good though or not? 
the um, uh, that amount of the alpha acids playing with the caramel is making the caramel taste somewhat how an oxidized caramel it tastes taste. tea like it has kind yeah. of an astringency okay. to it that tastes sort mm-hmm. of like tea and it's particularly the aftertaste i'm getting that kind of, you know how when you drink tea like a hot tea and, and you feel kind of like a parch but mm-hmm. then there's also a little bit of a, of a bitterness pull right right that's what it feels like and it's not the most appealing thing in the world i have to say yeah i, I think the amount of hops in this is to the the malt's detriment i think it's a great malt flavor in there lots of toffee caramel i keep saying but the hops are just beating it up, and, and it makes the malt taste a little bit oxidized or something along those mm-hmm. lines. Because, yeah, it, it's it's over-bitter is the problem. It really overdid the bitterness and did not let the malt sing mm-hmm. on a beer that could that, that had the ability to. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, look at, like, Dogfish Head's India Brown Ale, right? It's an Imperial Brown Ale, but it's not an IPA with Brown Ale malts, you know? It's just a higher alcohol malty with a fair amount of bitterness to it but but not going overboard like this one all right and the third beer of the night is their black ipa well you gotta be racist man it's just an ipa it's an ipa with malts to make it black or i really like what sean o'sullivan called his you know, this style, everyone's calling it India Black Ale, or Black IPAs. Um, Sean Solomon calls his an India Dark Ale, like an IDA. I like that name. I like India Dark Ale. It is dark. It's got a little bit of red highlights at the bottom. About a finger and a half worth of head. Big tight head on this one, for sure. Ooh, that one smells... Um, kind of rubbery, right? This sort of a... Sulfury, sword drain. Yeah. Stinky drain. That's not good. It's almost a, a tire, like Goodyear tire aroma. Have you ever worked in a restaurant? Never. I'm thinking the uh, the skanky, gross mop that's in the back of all the mops <laughs> in the slop sink that is always wet and growing some horrendous beasties in there. I think this one may have been infected. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, that's. I'm gonna take a sip just to see, but it's it's yicky. Doesn't taste too bad. Tastes a lot cleaner than it smells. I can taste it. Oh, Greg is making a wicked face. Ugh. All right, so Greg, the brewery in question tonight is—it's um, kind of like a, a beer marketing company, right? Where they have a beer label and then they contract brew. They use uh, Mercury Brewing out of uh, Massachusetts as their brewer. Okay. And the main reason I want you to do this blind is because they have kind of a silly name. This is Clown Shoes Beer. Clown Shoes. And I didn't want the clown shoes and the and the labels to uh, <laughs> potentially skew skew your opinions. Oh, I don't think they did. Well, I think if you knew they were clown shoes, and this one was called Brown Angel and had a black lady in a bikini on it, you know, um, you might have thought that they. So cared. you thought that that I would be biased against these beers, yes. not based on their flavors, which I was 
when I saw the beer names and the clown shoes and like the you know that that oh uh, black lady in bikini, but she's also wearing clown shoes. Um, when I saw that, I'm like, oh come on, you know. So I I didn't want you to have the same prejudice that I might have had. Oh okay, I it really doesn't bother me at all. To be totally honest with you, Clementine was the best of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Brown Angel, I guess, would have to be next because the the Black IPA we simply couldn't enjoy. I, but Brown Angel wasn't very good, I don't think. It, it, it over the, the hops way overpowered. So the one with too much coriander was your favorite. <laughs> but the one that was a coriander bomb was my favorite of the three. All right. So uh, thanks, thanks, uh, Clown Shoes, for sending us these. Um, Hopefully he gave you the honest opinion. I think there's definitely room for improvement. He wanted to know what we thought, right? Uh, he didn't say on the air or off the air. I think he'll appreciate the uh, publicity, even if it's not... <laughs> the candid honesty. Even if it's not A+. Plus. I mean, I think Clown Shoes might have been really good if if we didn't get a, a version that had uh, been for some reason. I, I haven't had too many beers from Mercury, so I'm not too up on what to expect from Mercury Brewing, but the beers that we have had, because we had some listeners send us some Massachusetts beers before... I'm not sure if these guys are part of Mercury Brewing or if they're just the beer company that uses Mercury. Um, it says on the label it's Mercury Brewing Company, Ipswich, Massachusetts. So maybe they are the one and the same. I actually kind of like the name. I think it's kind of clever and cute. Okay. I like the clown shoes. I like the idea that, you know, all the characters are wearing clown shoes. The tree is wearing clown shoes, for instance, on the, mm-hmm. uh, on the clown shoes. Okay. Thought you would be put off by it. That's why I wanted to, to cover it up, just to see if we could get a blind opinion. How wrong you were, Jeff. I was. You might have liked, How beers, wrong you you might have liked the beers better. It might have affected my opinion in the opposite direction. Wow. See, I, I don't know you at all. No. We're going to be spending a bunch of hours together soon. So, yeah. All right, everybody. That was a quickie episode of Craft Beer Radio. Quickie. Oh, yeah. Clown Shoes Brewing Company. Uh, Most of our cookies don't last this long. Check out the uh, the Clementine. That's worth it, especially if you like things like the um, Southampton Double White. You know, if that's in your, your uh, wheelhouse, then check out the Clown Shoes Clementine. And then, uh, you know, I guess try the other ones, but let's hope that they're still dialing in their formulas because the uh, the IPA was off, needs some sanitation. And the brown ale is just, it's a little abrasive, not balanced. It needs a little work to balance it out. But thank you for the beers. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah, the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer fuse. Some people's shoulders are big enough to be abused.